What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Uno podcast. I'm your host, Shane McNeely. And just a reminder, we are inspiring others to do good, make a difference in our local and global communities. And I'm joined today for our final Bethel Boys series. It's Derek Griffey. Welcome. Hello, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Doing good, doing good. Good to hear. Derek, I, you are the final, final fifth one. The final Save guy. Save the best for last. Man. Save the I best for last. I know, I know. for sure. I know so, how it <laughs> you are calling in. Uh, so, it sounds a little different than maybe normal, but sounds pretty good on my side of things for being a Skype phone call. And uh, yeah, so what I've pretty much done with all the other guys, I kind of mentioned it to you, but I'll just give you a little rundown as well. And it'll help everybody else kind of understand if you're just jumping in. Um, we recently got together about a week and a half ago. It was uh, five of us. So the first one was Tyler, uh, Tony, Calvin, Sam came out today. And then uh, it's Derek we're recording right now. And this will go live on Wednesday. And uh, yeah, so what what I've pretty much stuck to, Derek, is I just kind of talked about maybe like the motivation to go to Bethel for everybody. And then kind of like from that process, like going to Bethel, our friendships, our relationships, um, and then kind of walk through like, you know, that, I guess those parts of our life and kind of uh, up until now. So just kind of the journey uh-huh. of how we got to who we are today and, um, yeah, you know, cool. telling stories wild, about right? the, yeah, telling stories about, you know, the Calvert House, because that's kind of, you know, the Calvert, the Calvert House was a catalyst for like our friendships as yeah, a whole. Definitely. Um, but yeah, what would you say, I mean, if we jump right into things, what would you say your biggest motivation for going to Bethel would be? Oh man. Uh, back then I, I just kind of flew by the seat of my pants. I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to Bethel cause that's where, I don't know. Uh, it's the only place I applied. Yeah. I was accepted. My dad went there. Sure. Uh, I was told, you know, if you want to have a good life, you're supposed to go to college. So I believe yeah. that, and uh, you know that's that's pretty much it, man. I didn't put a lot of thought or thinking about it at all. Yeah, it's just like you go to you go to school. That's what you do, right? And uh, I mean, it turned out not to be the greatest choice financially. I would say it's a <laughs> negative. <laughs> yeah, a net negative. Well, um, I mean, sure. I'm right there with you. So um, <laughs> you know, I still got college debt, and I would say probably almost all of us do. Calvin, yeah, yeah. Calvin it's, and Tyler, I think have have gotten theirs taken care of, but I don't think yeah. the rest of us have. So, yeah, um, still astronomical amount of debt <laughs> for a worthless piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, you but, uh, were going into college. You were a youth ministry major as well. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. Uh, so Which, growing up, yeah, I was involved uh, in youth group a lot. You know from are involved in the church from the beginning yeah, uh, all the way through to Bethel and everything like that. And, uh, super involved in the youth group. It's like youth leader, uh, or part of the student leaders, I guess. And, yeah. uh, did a bunch of that always helping out of the church has really, 
had some really good memories of that. That's how I, that's how I met Tony or got to know Tony. Right. Was through uh, we went to the same uh, youth group together, uh, and that was that was cool. We ended up being in a band together, starting our first band together. Yeah, I had forgotten about some of those types of things too. Uh, Tony had kind of mentioned it, and yeah, the scene, man, it's all about the scene. Yeah, so you were very much involved in, in like, the band that you were involved in. Uh, What was it called? So the the band that uh, that Tony and I started was a band called Victory in Venice, and we were pretty bad. (laughs) Uh, It was, uh, I mean, it was it was good. Yeah, I, I don't know, it was fun. That's what it was. Yeah. It was fun. And it's, you know, 16, 17-year-old kids trying their hardest to, right. to write, like, super meaningful songs right. with awful lyrics. Yeah. Uh, Some of that's just, like, life experience, don't you think, oh, with, yeah. like, it, oh, it, with, sure. with lyrics? It's, like, the more, man, we could probably talk about a lot of things nowadays, you know, or write a lot. I'm, do you still, are you still involved in music? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... So the band that I played in uh, basically after college till about a year or two ago. Uh, Trash the Dress? Trash the Dress, yeah. That was yeah, a, that's a terrible name. We, <laughs> I hate the name. Uh, but uh, we did all right. We did good. We got to do yeah. some, a little bit of touring, got signed to a small label, got to put out a full-length album, nice, recorded dude. at a really nice place in, yeah. uh, in Detroit. And uh, so that, that was kind of like living living the dream a little bit i guess sure but but back to uh to tony and i doing that band thing Mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier uh so then i quit i quit the band because i found guys there was a better band to join so i was kind of a piece of shit and (laughs) left uh, left tony and scooter and josh uh, scooter i remember scooter now yeah scooter and uh and uh so i joined a band called chapel hill tragedy Mm. And uh, that band was a lot of fun. It was a, very much along the lines of like uh, uh, Census Fail and like a little heavier than Census Fail, I guess. Okay. But that was heavily influenced from that. But it was kind of a right place, right time band. Yeah. We were everywhere we played locally in, in Michigan or Indiana. It was just nuts, man. Like, as a whole, your never, music style was kind of a little harder, right? A little more. Yeah, always alternative, always yeah. along the, it was like pop punk. Uh, so Victory in Venice was like kind of trying to be an Emery wannabe, so a sure. lot of singing and screaming. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Chapel Hill was like more heavy census fail. Yeah. And then uh, Trash the Dress was like. Uh, easy core pop punk, so yeah, a little like, very say. strong and like yeah. later newfound glory and stuff like that. Sure, a day to remember, sure know, that that style. Yeah, a day to remember was one of my one of my favorites back in college, but that was like the only like group that I really liked that was like hard like that, you know. Yeah, um, but you, I remember you, you and Tony probably both, but. I specifically remember you because you were still like into the that music scene even in you know freshman and sophomore just oh, yeah. pretty much throughout college anyway. But yeah. you introduced me to a lot of that style of music. Like we would go to like Sam, you, me, Tony. I don't know who else would go, but Scooter, I think. Uh, but we'd all go to some of the shows, like the local shows. And yeah. I remember going to a couple of those with you guys. And I mean, it. I wouldn't call it my style. But it's fun. It's like <laughs> it's not a lot of people's style. No, but like it's 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 a fun experience, yeah. and I still remember. I mean, I 
I remember going to those shows. I still remember that process. I still remember like just kind of supporting and learning more about, you know, different music styles. And I remember you guys used to play in the basement. Tyler mentioned that in his podcast, how that was one of his favorite memories of like you guys playing in the basement, just Tony on the guitar or Tony on the drums and you, uh, rocking out and, uh, Matt. Yeah. 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 So coming into Bethel, then um i i remember you and tony showing up at least because sam and i had already been there for a little while because of soccer and you guys we i've said this joke every time but we you guys were three doors down like the band you know uh at the very end of the hallway (laughs) and uh you it was like us us four for sure were a closer group of people i would say like we tend we tended to spend a lot of time together and yeah, um, we're like-minded obviously. And that those friendships continued to grow when you got to Bethel. Um, do you remember like anything, like does anything stick out to you or do you remember like just kind of showing up and, and do you remember that at all? Like meeting uh, us I or remember, meeting? I remember the first, you know, the first day when we showed up and it was, uh, we're all like in a circle around the pond in the middle with all yeah. our parents and everyone's saying it just, I remember it feeling like church camp. Yeah, it kind of was like, like it, it felt so much like, I was like, Oh, this is just going to be church camp for four years. And it kind of <laughs> was. was. Yeah. It <laughs> like, wasn't far off from that. That's no, for sure. I, I mean, I think I probably went to, I probably count on one hand, like how many parties I went to. Oh yeah, we didn't really go to parties at all. Yeah, yeah, and And we were were and the party like branded as the party guys. I know, like weren't. No, (laughs) we just we pushed the boundaries, so I think we just got lumped in with some of that. I guess maybe, but oh well. I mean, I definitely did party, but it just yeah. I didn't go to a really. It wasn't wasn't very many times, you know. Yeah, and I wouldn't even call the quote parties we went to even parties probably anymore. Yeah. I think there was, I think there's like one where I was like, oh, this is a real, this is a real party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was always like get little get togethers or whatever you'd snuck around. So for, for those that maybe are, don't, aren't familiar with Bethel, uh, it used to be formerly Bethel college. They just got their new name, Bethel university. Um, but Bethel, we were required to sign a covenant, uh, which was basically oh, yeah. just like a contract that said we wouldn't drink on or off campus and smoke and have sex and whatever it was i don't i honestly don't i would love to like read it now because i have no idea what it said but um yeah i mean we did i mean personally i i mean i feel like for the most part honored the covenant but obviously broke it i drank yeah but it wasn't like a yeah i think i broke every i think everything in it i probably broke it yeah probably i can almost guarantee yeah (laughs) i guess it wasn't just like every day that was our mission to like go break the covenant but we break our contract but 18 years old and yeah thinking you don't understand like what it means to make a promise no like (laughs) or like once you turn 21 like the drinking rules like you can drink on off campus that kind of seems silly at that time too i get it i guess but I don't know. I don't think you're teaching people like necessarily lessons in discipline and taking care of yeah, yourself yeah. and that just is, drawing a hard I think line. All those, like lessons in discipline and self-control, especially when it comes to like substances. I think 
for most people, it's a like trial by fire. Yeah, you, you gotta live and learn. Like, yeah, there's a think, there's uh, a big component some to that. Can learn from from others, but yeah, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Derek, you you graduated with a youth ministry degree as well, then? No, no, no. I started out as a youth youth ministry major. I couldn't remember. Uh, what you... Which is funny because I had just. Like the summer before, I wasn't going to go to Bethel. Uh, the summer before, I yeah. was playing in that Chapel Hill band. Things were going really well. We were uh, in talks with, uh, with some labels, and everywhere we were playing, it, things were just popping off. It was, yeah. it was going really good. Lived in that, lived in a, like a, this crappy trailer uh, in Elkhart that okay. had like no, it didn't have any running water the entire time I was there. And the first <laughs> week, we didn't have electricity. And it was just a party house where we had practice and smoke a ton of cigarettes and people would be doing drugs and hey kids cops were there all the time I just, <laughs> just getting into trouble yeah you know? and uh and one one thing like uh one thing happened that like snapped me out of it i was like oh this is too far yeah like, it was it was uh there was like guns involved and oh. shooting and it was i i wasn't at the place i was back at the at the trailer where this all went down but they came yeah. back and told me about it and i was like okay I'm out. Watch my hands of this. This is uh, this is way too much, man. Yeah. And so I worked for UPS for about a month, and I was like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> Dad, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to college now. Like last minute, I got in. Yeah. With uh, with, with Tony, because uh, to for like three person dorm was Tony and then our buddy Jake that we also yeah. knew from uh, River Valley. Yep. And uh, but yeah, so I was so like, you jumped right in back into it, and I was like, oh, like. I, this is too crazy. Uh, back, I'm gonna be youth minister now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thinking that that was like uh, that was like as as far I would as far as I would fall, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so what did no, you switch so to? I ended up switching to uh, elementary education, and then oh. I realized I didn't care if children learned. Uh, mm. <laughs> <so>. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> At least back then I didn't. Yeah. And uh, and then I switched to graphic design because I figured. Uh, you know, I'm a creative design, guy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I can put get it. You know, I'll get an art degree and get to you know put that to work for me. Yeah. And uh, and I figured it'd be pretty easy, and it was. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I, I ended up with a graphic uh, or a bachelor's in visual arts. Nice. So I forgot about that. And was that was that your junior year that you switched to the graphic arts, or was that uh, before no, then? Uh, sophomore year. Sophomore year. Okay. I think I did one semester of. So the first semester of my sophomore year, I did elementary education and then switched okay. to graphic design. Yeah. Like that next semester of my sophomore year. I, I feel like you and up. I feel like you and Sam may have been the only two to really kind of stick with what you started, because Ty changed too, right? Ty would have been the other one. Yeah, I, I definitely I switched twice. So. Oh, that's what. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I meant. No, no problem. Sam and Tony would have maybe been the only two that stuck with yeah. the same thing. Um, and it's funny cause I switched as well. Right. So after my freshman year, I was a nursing major my freshman year. And then after that, I switched to the, uh, youth ministry myself. Yeah. So then Tony Did and you I, finish? You yeah, finish? I finished as a youth ministry major, adolescent yeah. studies and youth ministry, as I like to say, because I feel like it sounds better than just youth ministry major, right. but, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, but I feel the same way. Like I, yeah, like I just both, have this both, like your and mine. My visual arts degree is completely useless. Yeah, like it. It requires after stuff, unless you want no to be one, a youth no pastor needs, for me, and then no one needs a degree to be 
a graphic designer and no one yeah. needs a degree to be a youth pastor. Right. Like, <laughs> right. It's, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking back then. Yeah. <laughs> two out of, two out of my three degree choices were completely worthless. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. I know, man. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, so when, okay. So I'm, I'm starting to like, remember some of these like pieces talking with Sam yesterday. It kind of helped me remember some of the little bits of, so after freshman year, Mm -hmm. um, you, so Tony and Sam went on their bike trip, I believe it was after the freshman year. What did you do that summer? Do you remember? If you don't remember, it's totally fine. So like I remember, I went to youth. Two thousand nine. It would have been two thousand seven spring, because we came in fall two thousand six. So it would have been spring two thousand seven. We'd have came back fall two thousand seven. Would have been our sophomore year. The summer of two thousand eight is that's when they did their bike trip, right? Or was it the summer of two thousand seven they did it? I think it was the summer of two thousand seven. Oh man! So that summer, all I did was work. uh, I worked for a company called raise protective coatings okay we did flat roof systems and like we did this special coating yeah. on rubber roofs and okay power washed uh commercial buildings and nice repainted them and it was uh i think i got paid like 11 bucks an hour working <laughs> nice. 18 hour days in the score that was team. good I money back it. then <laughs> i know it was great, that was great money yeah because i i went to youth works and that was i think that was right or was it maybe i'm wrong Maybe you're right. Maybe their bike trip was after our sophomore year. I think it was. Yeah, freshman that, year. Because I worked at uh, and Spring I, Hill. Right, and I worked at the lumber yard that summer. Gotcha. Yep, never What'd mind. So it would have been 2008. You're right. What'd you do at the lumber yard? I just worked and pulled parts as people came around. You know, like when you go to Menards or uh, those places nowadays and you go and back into the yard and you hand them your slip and then yeah. they... Well, so you were just getting jacked, dude, just getting small. I, I did come in my sophomore year a little stronger than I normally have been. This is true. Nice. But yeah, I worked there and it sucked too, though. I mean, you know how it is. It's like you just you're just putting in your time and right, right. waiting for the summer to be over in some ways, which looking back is silly and stupid and it's, sucks. But yeah, no, I used to th- I was waiting for the summer to be over, too, because college was fun. Man. Yeah. Like, well, and like I was dating you know, somebody at the time too. So we were doing the long distance through the summer type thing. So oh, I was like, yeah. Oh, like want to whatever. So, um, but yeah, then came back. That was when I decided and declared my major as okay. adolescent studies and youth ministries coming back my sophomore year. Um, and so it would have been that year that we kind of all got connected with the Catholic worker Oh yeah. And Sam was reminding me that it was kind of the, the first one or the first like introduction was the house that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, Our and, Lady of the Road, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. And then we'd go there and they had like their community, like open house thing where we came in and we helped fix dinner or whatever and chopped yep. the salad up or helped with Did whatever. Dishes Did dishes. Yeah. And then had dinner with everybody, the people that lived in the house and people from the community. And then that was, I think Rick was there, Rick Becker. And I think he was oh, yeah. one the one that kind of like, or all of those guys really that were there, but had suggested we start, you know, kind of checking out the drop-in center. And uh, that was like the, 
I forgot about that part, I guess, or yeah. how that all kind of came about. And I don't really remember because I've mentioned it, but I wasn't a part of the group that was in the house, but I was a part of it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and I don't remember why or how all you're, that. You were probably a part of it more than I was because I didn't, like, I went and did the Catholic worker stuff. and I Yeah. I, but I didn't do it as often as the other guys. Yeah. Like, uh, it's true. But, and and yeah. there was often times where, I know Tyler even mentioned that there were times when I was probably at the house more than you were certain weeks, oh, yeah. you know, because um, I would just sleep on the couch or do my thing. Do you remember that process or like getting, what was that, pers- what was your perspective of kind of getting involved with the Calvert house and like that whole process and going, do you remember? I, yeah, I remember a little bit. I'm, I was very much along a for the ride kind of guy. Okay. So, you know, I, I put my ideas forth and, uh, like I was interested in doing this. I wanted to help out, like live in, live in community with people. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I'm more, I wanted more, um, organic relationships you know not i'm not yeah. really i didn't want to do anything forced like anything yeah. felt forced which is which is what kind of sucked about the like the more bethel got involved the right more, like a program that was instead of just yeah being, you know we just wanted to be there and let at least my my vision for it and i think a lot of the other guys too at the time was we will be there and what happens will happen you know right like just it's organic let's build friendships with people that want to be you know that we will build friendships with and that yeah don't be intentional but it's not be yeah you're putting yourself in a situation to exactly to be available for people that need you and not be like okay just like like real life it was basically the whole thing was to choose to live uh in an area where they may need some help in as opposed to living on campus in a dorm room. Right. That is basically the only difference that it's going to be. Everyone's and, sentiment has been the same about yeah. Bethel getting involved and kind of ruining things. Yeah. Um, every it's every classic. single person has said that. So. Yeah. It's it's like a band selling out or whatever you want to call it. There's yeah. so many metaphors for it, but well, and, it's yeah, it got too corporate, I guess. Yeah, and, and I was talking, you know, Sam and I kind of fleshed this out yesterday, but it was, um, I think it was a combo of like Tony, Calvin, Tyler, Sam. I don't know, maybe Matt too. I don't know if you had scholarships, but I think it was like a little bit of that, like the scholarship stuff of like, and then having the meals because you guys still wanted to be able to use your meal plan. Oh yeah. I, man, I didn't care about any of that meal stuff right. whatever they like that was the thing where i'm like oh just along for the ride whatever happens here yeah <laughs> do whatever they whatever they want and i, I but I, I mean it makes sense in some ways i know i think sam and probably matt i know um because of the you had to live on campus till your senior year i think was the whole yeah, deal and there was a thing where they had back then i don't know if they still have it but matt wasn't able to live at the house mm. And because he was an international student, right. so it had to be, it, he had to live basically on Bethel's property, wherever that was, but he wasn't allowed to not live on Bethel's property. Right. So and so there was like that international student thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that was one of the biggest, you know, some of those different pieces were some of the catalysts for getting Bethel involved. And so once it was for presented, sure. then they wanted to have more control. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, our senior year, at least that's when Sam reminded me that they were like, yeah, we need to have more control of this and started picking the, the houses oh, yeah. in uh, 
Teller Park neighborhood, and uh, and I yeah, wasn't privy to that conversation. So. Over. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, I remember they invited like. They ch- started choosing the people, I think, or something too. Yeah, right? they did. They started choosing the people, and then I remember there was a chapel, and uh, and they're talking about the urban ministry house, <laughs> and like how the people that were up on stage were like the first ones to do this and stuff, and they had, like totally, it was never about credit, but it was it was always one. It was one of those things where Bethel yeah. did it. Like they just like lied to everybody. They're like right. this group on stage had this idea, and they're the first urban ministry house. Yeah. And, like, we never happened. Like, right. I just didn't like how they lied about it. It was just, it was weird. Mm-hmm. It just put a, I forgot about that. Put a bad taste in my mouth. I need to forgive yeah. them for that. Yeah. But, I mean, I, 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 I forgot about all this too. And, and, you know, some of it's that I just wasn't in those meetings that you guys had, but I, we always had the conversations because I was always at the house and a part of, you know, the friend group and all that. Yeah. But, um, do you remember, okay, so just for everybody out there, if you just tuning in, you haven't listened to the other ones, one of the catalysts for us all kind of getting together, um, back together, was the passing of Matt. And um, just kind of a reminder of the importance of those friendships, I feel like, in some ways. And um, so Matt passed away two years ago, and um, yeah, it was shortly after that. I mean, Tony came out for the funeral and then you came out right before then um and which happened to be my like bachelor party with my wife bachelorette yeah. party and which was awesome that was the first time i had seen you um and so we kind of had all in some ways calvin and and tyler were the ones that we hadn't really seen but um the other you know tony and you we had sam and i had seen um out here just because of that and uh but that was the first time us all back together in almost 10 years yeah crazy yeah. Um, do you have any memories so of the house, of the Calvert house? Do you have any like fond memories? I mean, the sky's the limit. You can tell as many fun stories as you have or, um, yeah. Uh, uh, my, my memories like what's just immediately popping up is, uh, Saturday nights. So we would always have a bunch of people over. Yeah. Eric Cooley and, Mm -hmm. um, that's the only name I can remember right now. Yeah, some of the gals <laughs> would come over. I just remember. Yeah. I remember that? That was always a lot of fun. Um, I remember the uh, when we had all the neighbors over. Uh, yeah. The, the cookouts and all that good stuff. Yeah. I remember longboarding down Ironwood. Right. In the middle of the night. Yeah. That With hill just Matt and Calvin. Down. Yep. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I remember. We always, we like made a lot of meals together mm-hmm. uh, and I always liked that um, Yeah, because the, the, the points in my childhood where I had that, like the meals together thing, mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome. So, uh, that's a really good memory. I remember yeah. like shredding chicken for some, uh, some Spanish or Hispanic meal yeah. that, uh, that we were having and, uh. I don't know, Tony being weird and just dancing. And doing, <laughs> Tony, Tony being Tony. And, yeah, it's just a, it was a good time. It uh, was a good time. You know, one of the some of the fun memories I had too, or whatever reason this sticks out to me was like the Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh yeah, where we just dumpster dive for those. Yeah, we go to the dumpsters because <laughs> they'd close at the end of the day. Whenever they'd close, they'd just throw them in on top in the box, the ones that were left over, because they had to make them fresh. 
And so if you were sneaky about it, you could go in there and take the ones off the top, and they weren't even open. They were still sealed, uh-huh. taped yep. together. Um, yeah, I remember, well, I remember uh, Calvin's dog, Weezer. Yeah, Weezer. Dog, dog. He, that dog, I loved so much. It'd sleep with me every night between my legs. <laughs> Sam was talking about Weezer. That was a good reminder. Oh, my gosh. Weezer was a great dog. Yeah. I loved, I loved Weezer. That pug, man. Yeah, maybe I need to get a pug in my life again. Hey, that was a great dog. You should. I know. I th- I feel like Sam had similar sentiments yesterday. He was like, "Oh, Weezer, love oh. that guy." And we did uh, in one of my classes. We had to do. Uh, it was like English literature or something like that. And we had to make a make a video, like video oh. version of one of the song of one of the stories. And yeah. Like Weezer was involved as a wizard. And yeah. Like, had to like eat popcorn or something. You need to know. find that and send it to our group. Yeah. That was that, funny. I do need to find that. Speaking of oh, videos, because you had recently sent us a video oh, of yeah. you, Matt, and Sam, a video. Also, by the way, my wife and I watched that and we were dying. But <laughs> you were, you killed it. You had the best dance moves out of everybody. I was feeling it, man. Yeah. I had, I, we did that choreography we spent. Uh, so, yeah, it was, that, it was a video to, uh, as a dance routine to. Every time we touch, it was. <laughs> and you just had the get the shoulder roll. Everything was smooth man. and like you were you were on point, man. You were on it point. It was. Yeah, I'm not super proud of that video. Really? I think <laughs> you should be. It's funny. I it think you got funny. a. I think you've got a future a, in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good memory, especially seeing Matt have yeah, too. I know. What, what sucks is that was supposed to be a, a Bethel Battle of the Air Bands or whatever. And instead of doing mm. a band, we were going to do a dance routine yeah. to that song. And then they canceled the event. We spent oh. all day. Like, so you guys made the video instead? Yes, exactly. Gotcha. And we put it on YouTube way back in the, way yeah. back in the day. I couldn't remember why. You, and that was in Tony's basement, right? His mom's basement? No, no it was in the... the basement of Brenneman. Right, that's right. Brenneman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the dorm basement. So, so funny. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, we... Man... We were going to have uh, streamers and a strobe light and all that good stuff, man. It was going to be wild. We would have won for sure. I, I just, you know, I feel it in my heart. Absolutely. I mean, three good-looking guys and those shoulder rolls you had. Oh, yeah. Woo! On point. Rocking some nice, uh, nice Goodwill finds. Heck, yeah. That pony. That pony. Uh, what, was I wearing a pony? Tank top? I don't know. It was a nice-looking tank top. Though. Yeah, I'm not sure. They were... All of the outfits were pretty decent, though. But. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, it's funny because you, um, you played a big role in my life, and we, I, I'm not sure if I had told you that before this last weekend, but um, one of the big, like, pivotal moments in my life was because of a question that you had asked me, and we were at lunch one day, and. It, I believe you and Matt and Tony had been reading The Irresistible Revolution by Shane Claiborne. And we were talking about God and war and guns and violence and pacifism and whatever. And I had a differing view than you guys on that a little bit, I believe. I hadn't read the book yet either, which I think was probably one of the bigger reasons. Because once I had read the book, then it kind of like also shifted my, my thinking a little bit. But, um... You had asked me, like, we, I had made a, took a stance on something, and I don't even, I couldn't tell you what we were even, this specific topic, but, um, and I had given my viewpoint or, you know, contradicted whatever you guys had said, and 
you just looked at me and said, but why do you believe that? And that simple little phrase is part of who I am today. So thank you. No problem, man. It's, it's part of me. It's part of myself as well. Like, yeah. why do I believe certain things? Yeah. And also to question, question everything. Yeah. Like, dig deep and don't, don't be afraid to uh, go where maybe others won't go. Yeah. That was a big, it was a big moment for me because I had just been going through, I think that, that was the first time I had been challenged on what I believed like me personally. Right. And I had never really had to defend that before or knew why I didn't. I honestly, when you asked me, I had no idea. And I remember telling you like, I don't know, you know, and, but at least you're honest. Yeah. And, and it just (laughs) stayed in my head for, it stayed in my head for a long time. And I came to eventually came to the conclusion that because that's what I've always known. And because that's what my parents had told me, you know, or like that's, kind of their take on things. And I hadn't really formed my own thoughts. Um, and so it just led me down that road of, and, and in a lot of ways, you know, I've, it, it really challenged me throughout the rest of my college time at, at, at college. Um, of just constantly trying to figure out what I believe. And again, I think it, it allowed me to ask that question too, of ask like, well, why? Um, and even, I think that was good because in the Bethel world and in my major, uh, adolescent studies, I, we, I took a lot of like Bible classes and theology classes. And, um, again, I wasn't, I, I got to the point where I wasn't afraid to just ask the question. Like, I don't know why, why is that? (laughs) What is free will? What is, do we have free will? Is there choice? Like, I don't know all those different things, but, um, yeah, I, I wanted to highlight that because for me, that's I give you all the credit, and I I've no. never forgot that because it's well, it was yeah, such I a don't pivotal point. Credit, but I'm glad okay. that I was able to uh, say something that you found valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Do yeah. you like going through college? Um, what are some other like good memories that you might have, or um, do you have any like Bethel memories that you? would want to share or think sure. about Sure. I mean, uh, just since we're on the topic of, uh, questioning things and pursuing truth and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, the, f- I remember, uh, the, f- the first night, um, after my, after my first class in like intro to logic and critical thinking, mm. and they had us read, who did just, you have you know, for that one? Ch- yeah. A few chapters of Socrates. And I remember I couldn't sleep that night because the questions just, it like opened up a whole world to me. And I remember sitting uh, in, I was on the bottom bunk in our dorm in Brenneman. We did, we set it up to like triple layers. So I was on the way bottom, like a little cubby hole. And Mm -hmm. I just, I went to bed probably at like midnight and I don't think I slept that whole night. I mean, it was just questions and wait, why why do I think this? Or did you have Chad Meister? No, I didn't. I forget who I had. Uh, I had the bad guy. That, maybe I did have, have Meister. I don't know. I had the guy that got fired after I was there. I was the last one. He, oh, know, he didn't teach that class after that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> he was terrible. I, I'm so bummed, too, because I feel like that's a class that I would have really taken well, a lot you from. Can, you can still read 
Socrates. I mean, that's basically yeah. what the class was, was reading Socrates and yeah. discussing it and reading uh, Plato's Republic. I, I have actually... Aristotle, but... I have read a little bit, but I haven't I haven't really gone back. But I, I do want to read more of this stuff. But, yeah, just logic and critical thinking in general. I think that those are my... That's maybe a strength of mine nowadays. And yeah. uh, yes. that at the time when I took that class, it was definitely whatever that guy was trying to teach me. It wasn't computing in my brain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, nice. yeah um, I would, there's just so much stuff I just didn't care about in college. Mm-hmm. And same thing in, in regular school, you know, elementary, yeah. junior high, and high school. I just didn't care about almost anything. Like I, yeah. I would do, uh, man, I, I like cared about making music is what I cared about in high yeah. school. And that was it. I, I got good grades. I just didn't try anything. Yeah. I, think, uh, I even got, you know, scholarships to, to Bethel and what, and, yep. and it just, but I, I just flew by the seat of my pants. I was along for the ride on everything. <sighs> I feel like I so kind of was too. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've recently discovered about myself that like, I'm an along for the ride kind of guy and I need, maybe I should uh, take the reins a little more often. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense completely. Yeah. It's weird. I just blew with the wind, man. It's wild. Junior year, you were, what did you do our senior year? Where did you live? You were over kind of back at Brenneman, weren't you? No. Uh, so senior year, uh, that, was, that would have been 2010. Uh-huh. So I had just gotten married that summer. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. But then, you guys kind of uh, lived in so that. I was living... And I were living uh, at the time, living in like these ghetto apartments behind uh, big lots, and for like four hundred bucks a month. And like our, the first, uh, the first New Year's, like we got woken up at like three in the morning because the neighbor across, like on the other side of the wall, was just like beating the shit out of his out of his woman. I had to call yes. the cops and talk to them about that it sucked man that sucks a lot it was a wild that was so yeah that never was kind of dropped i kind of dropped off the map i think with all you guys uh after that like 2010 is i definitely think i lost touch i started yeah. started trash the dress by then and mm-hmm. was doing all that kind of stuff yeah i remember going to a couple of your shows or whatnot but um yeah and tony and i were living at his mom's house in granger that's right, yeah. So, everything kind of fell apart in 2010. Yeah. Friendships go. Yeah, so, it did. And yeah. later, you know, we it was Tony and I and Sam, and, like, our relationships kind of broke off and fell apart. And, yeah. Uh, Sam and Matt came over the house I was living at, uh, I think, 2012 or 2013 one time, came yeah. and stopped by. Uh, and, I, yeah, and then... Uh, I don't think I saw, I don't think I saw Matt again after that. Yeah. It's hard to, hard to, those moments are hard, I feel like, um, because I don't know how it was for you, but for me, the weekend all together was really great. Uh, oh, yeah. I really enjoyed just rekindling some of those friendships and realizing how important they were in my life, I guess, and yeah. how Same. open we, we all are in different places in life. We're not in the same places, and we don't believe the same things we did. We don't believe the same things we, um, you know, as each other now. And right. um, right. each of us, like, we're all different. But it didn't matter 
And I think that that's the beauty of our relationships. And I think that's the test of true friendships. Um, In some ways it's like, dude, you know, I mean, even like the last day when you and I were having a conversation and I just didn't know what to say and I just didn't want to keep talking about it. And I was like, dude, I love you. You know, we gave each other a hug and I just don't want to talk about this anymore. And we were totally cool with that. Right. And it's like, it's no, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with like not loving the other person. But I think in today's society, we have such a hard time with that um, of separating the things that we believe from the person or the individual. And there are tons of things that we, we are the same and we do agree on. And, um, and I think that there's a huge focus on the opposite things that we don't agree on in today's society, the negativities of today's society. Yeah. Those things are always the most fun to talk about though. Yeah. They're easy (laughs) to talk about. It's like low hanging fruit. You know, it is, they are fun to, to, oh. and I, I'm a guy that like, I like confrontation. I like Do you? debating. Okay. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I uh, hate confrontation, but I like debating, which is kind of funny. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm all, I'm all about confrontation. Obviously, yeah. uh, be kind, you know, you yeah. be kind, but don't, don't, uh, don't be fearful. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, Derek, I know this next kind of part, uh, I guess we kind of dipped into it, but whatever you want to tell us about, you know, post-college, I would love to hear yeah. about, you know, I, again, we kind of lost touch and I don't know how much we really talked about, you know, like post-college till we really reconnected a couple yeah. years ago. So, um, I'm all ears. I would love to just yeah. kind of, whatever your version of whatever you want to tell us, whatever you want to tell me. Um, sure, I yeah. totally respect whatever you want to say and whatever you yeah, want to keep to yourself. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, what 2010 was, uh, was senior year. Yeah. Uh, I ended up doing a victory lap since I changed my major. I had to nice. do two extra semesters. So you were with yeah. Sam was the same way. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Just sapping more money. <laughs> uh, but so I was living with, uh, with my ex-wife. And, uh, so there's, there's that part of that. <laughs> yep. Uh, but so that was what, t- 2011, I graduated, uh, the band stuff was going on. Um, I was, you know, with trash, the dress. And I think we had 2011, 2012 and 2013 were the, those were the big years for that band. Um, mm-hmm. I was, we were on the road a lot, playing, playing a lot. I was working, uh, odd jobs because, at that time, uh, there was no design jobs mm-hmm. anywhere, uh, especially not any entry entry level jobs uh, in Elkhart, Mishawaka, or South Bend. Yeah, and uh, and so I worked as a uh, preschool teacher in the morning, working with special needs kids with uh, with autism. Yeah, and uh, that was a that was a very fulfilling job. Yeah, um, those kids were great. And it took, you know, a lot of patience and, mm-hmm. um, learn, I learned a lot of patience and how to, uh, handle, how to handle things when things are pretty much outside of your control, you know, yeah. you, do what you can, and then yeah. that's what you have to do. Right. Uh, and accept it. Right. And, and that was with uh, elementary school, you said young kids, uh, preschool, preschool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I worked cool. with uh, three to five year olds basically. So we worked on like the opposite end of that world in some ways. Mm-hmm. 
because you were the young young ones coming in and I was the old ones going out. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was an interesting time in my life because I would do that during the day, and then at night I worked at uh, I worked at a bar as a bouncer. <laughs> so it was uh, that confrontation. Was, uh, a there you go. Different time. Yeah. yeah. And, what? Uh, do you have any good stories from that job? bouncer yeah yeah uh there was a, a huge a biggest fight this is the first fight i'd really ever been in I'd, I'd been in you know a couple tiny little scuffles back in elementary and high school that were, yeah they don't count yeah uh, no. <laughs> so the first like real fight i was in was uh basically more than half the bar of this fairly large bar we could fit oh. like five or six hundred people in there and half the bar just started the shit out of each other did they so, did they know each other or was it like two groups or i i don't know so it's one of those things where you know like those old uh western movies where one guy punches another and then everyone just starts fighting each other yeah that's exactly, <laughs> exactly what how it happened Crazy. and uh so me and i think there was i think we probably had 10 other bouncers or 12 other bouncers that night along with uh some we had we hired police officers too to help us gosh and it took like 30 to 40 minutes to clear this bar out and like people were, I was choke slamming people getting punched <laughs> like it was so it was awesome <laughs> it might have been the most fun I've ever had in my entire life <laughs> I threw up afterwards from the adrenaline rush no like, way it was that's awesome exhilarating I would love to do it again <laughs> it was amazing it was amazing that no one got seriously injured yeah outside of like black eyes and bruises but no one pulled a gun no one pulled a knife like that's awesome. It could have been so much worse, but just a freaking bar brawl. <laughs> that was an awesome time. Uh, man. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Uh, yeah, so that that was a great memory from that from my time as a bouncer. Um, That's cool. There's a there's a few other things, you know, getting to kick out like uh, snooper like super snobby like. Notre Dame pre-law students and stuff mm. that were just huge douchebags. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> See you they, later. One guy just, he, we had like a note uh, for guys you couldn't wear like any chains or necklaces because we were having a problem with that. And we would just tell people that were doing that, hey, you got to tuck in your chain, you know, like don't, yeah. don't have them out. And uh, this little like pre-law scrawny Notre Dame kid uh, wearing, you know, all pastel colored pants and shirts and tiny shorts with loafers and all that all that stuff and he just kept pulling like i would turn around and he would uh he would just i would turn around he'd pull the chain back out and getting to kick him out was a pleasure yeah what was the deal with the chains i don't get it it was it was just because uh a lot of the fights that were that we were having is usually people with big huge chains on and stuff so we were like in order to uh, try to avoid that kind of behavior. It's like, well, this is an obvious marker of that. So just tuck in the chain. And if you can't handle that rule, that one simple thing, like yeah. you gotta go, you know, interesting. Cause it, it, there was fights all the time. And yeah. this is basically right on Notre Dame's campus. So they can't be, they can't be having that. Yeah. Like, so that was interesting. That's a, yeah. I've never, I mean, it never heard that rule, but yeah. Cool. They had to have. They instituted a really strict dress code because it was out of control. The fighting. Uh, someone even got 
got shot just outside of the what? place. So Gosh. <laughs> it was it, South it Bend was wild. getting wild. Well, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, it was uh, they're kind of gentrifying that area, so sure. they built up this uh, Eddy Street Commons right up next to basically the ghetto, and then there were issues that, that came from that for sure. It's you know you can go into all the socioeconomic yeah stuff if you want, but no, it's okay. It was it was wild. It was just a yeah. wild time. You know, I was along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, this the kid. That, uh, that wouldn't put his chain back in. I'm walking towards the door, and I have my hand on his face. He's like, "Don't, don't you touch me!" You know, getting all trying to get all big. And so I get my, you know, I pull my hand off, and I just keep going. And right before the doors, he turns to swing on me. Uh-huh. So I grab his hand, spin him around, like took his, took him by the wrist, and had it up, kind of up his back. You know, yeah. kind of between his shoulder blades. And I pushed his head through the through the doors. <laughs> and it was glorious. And uh, and the, the main bouncer guy's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? What's he doing? I'm like, this guy's out of here. Turn and swung on me. Check the cameras. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, that was a lot of fun too, man. Uh, <laughs> I, that's, I think that's when I learned, like, I like I like confrontation. Like, I, yeah. get, I maybe, get something from it. Maybe that's but, your uh, calling. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> just go back to being a bouncer. You should just be, like, a big, like, for a band or something, just be their, like, bodyguard. Yeah. I think I'd have to, you know, get get in pretty good shape for that. Get swole. <laughs> you can. I'll I'll be your personal trainer. There we go. I need it, man. I Let's need do it. it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so during that time, uh, was I was a bouncer. I was a uh, preschool teacher, or program assistant, mm-hmm. uh, and then I played in a band and was married. And uh, so you're busy. That's what you're saying. Busy guy. Yeah. Well. My life was full, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. I look back on, like, those moments. Like, I don't think I could do it today. I mean, I could if I had to, I suppose. But, like, man, my junior year was like that, especially. I had class, which I had a full workload. Um, I had Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I had Biblical Greek, I believe it was, at 8 a.m., which was rough. Yeah. Uh, 8 a.m. classes. 8 a.m. class was no, just I rough. Love that. But. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? That's what, the other part to this. But I also didn't stay. I don't stay up now as late as I did then. Uh, but yeah, I'd have that, and then I had a full days of class. I would actually leave my last class of the day early, and go to work because I worked as like a site supervisor for the YMCA with their like after school program deal, mm-hmm. and I'd go there. Till it was like basically three to six, like three hours or whatever, or two thirty to six or whatever it was, and my soccer practice started at six o'clock, so I would try to get out of there early if I could, or if all the kids got picked up, I was able to go. Um, but I'd go straight to soccer practice and literally like park and run, you know, change my clothes really quick, go through practice till eight eight thirty, whatever that looked like. Yeah. And then generally get food because I had to eat uh, at 8 or whatever. And so by 9 o'clock, and then I need to shower, I'm like 10 o'clock by the time I, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock by the time I was ready to, like, sit down and do homework. Man. And yeah. I just, I remember that's that was, control. like, rough. And yeah. I didn't think about it. That was, oh, that sucked. That was bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say my life is probably just as busy now it's just different different things you know? yeah uh 
probably the same too. It just looks different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so while, while all that was going on, uh, it's when I, I fell, you know, I cheated on my wife multiple times. Yeah. Uh, she had an emotional affair. I, I think, you know, probably I was not giving her what she needed. That's, yeah. That's definitely true. Uh, I was gone all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely put myself and, and my band before her for sure. Yeah. Um, but there's other reasons too why it, why it didn't work out. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk, talk shit about her or anything yeah. like that. Cause that's not my place. I'm only yeah. gonna talk about, you know, my, my side of things. Yeah. Um, but it just wasn't, it wasn't a good fit. You know, I don't, I don't think, uh. I don't think that that's an excuse to get divorced at yeah. all. You know, I've, I've kind of come full circle back. You know, I've been run the gamut of uh, youth group, just your regular churchianity kid, to uh, you know, full on, uh, you know, Sam Harris, uh, Joe Rogan, atheist kind of guy. And you know, with yeah. the agnostic phase, and then I've come full circle uh, back to I'm, you know, a born again Christian. Yeah, and I, and I, I understand. Uh, you know, I, I get it, the, what it means to be born again and have your mind renewed and all that stuff I didn't understand before. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I went to, you know, I, I, I did some, I did some stuff. I it was, you know, evil, man. I did, yeah. uh, and that's all within me. Uh, yeah. Sure. I don't know what, uh, what Calvin talked about on his podcast, but, um, we, we kind of have a similar understanding of, what is uh inside of us you know yeah. i think it's inside of all men the, mm-hmm. the capability to do really bad things yeah um and i think the only way out of of that mindset of where you're beating yourself up for it or where you know, either where you hate yourself because of it or you just per- keep pursuing that and like oh this isn't wrong you know even though you know it is the only way to get through that is uh is accepting it and yeah. being like yes this is a part this is a part of who i am you know mm-hmm. i was capable of doing this i am capable of doing this yeah uh now what are how can i avoid this in the future you know sure i'm never i'm never going back there you know fa- failure is not an option mm-hmm. um so so yeah I, uh you know doing the band stuff playing on the road and you know the temptations of instagram and facebook and all that kind of stuff sure and, uh and i didn't i didn't know who i was as a man you know, yeah. I, I, when I was working as a bouncer, um, I thought that made me a man, you know, yeah. I thought, uh, I thought, you know, that confrontation I, and that control maybe. Yeah. A little bit. I thought, um, you know, if I, you know, was good looking enough and, mm. uh, you know, after you know, I'd go to the bar and I could, you know, look at any woman in the eye and, uh, and, you know, try to, I, I didn't really want to like fuck a lot of women i wanted to yeah be, i wanted women to want to fuck me it was like the whole is super weird no i um, get it i've heard i've heard other people you know say similar things so yeah. I, you know, I guess it's not that weird but uh no that's what and i thought that made me a man i thought i thought being a man meant uh having sex with a lot of women or being desired by yeah them. um i just didn't know who i was at all in my 20s you know i was i was holding on to uh to the whole music thing and being in a band and trying to make it, I, you know, I held on, I loved the way music made me feel when I was, you know, 14, 
15, 16 years old and wanting to recreate that feeling. And then the, when I finally did and got to play in some decent bands and where, you know, people responded positively and uh, there'd be mosh pits and, uh, you know, they'd buy our shirts and all that kind of stuff and uh, want us to come to their town or city to play. Like that was an awesome feeling. And it all just fed into my ego. And I'm like, oh, this is what makes me a man. It's like I'm, I'm a successful or successful for Elkhart, Indiana musician. You know? Sure, yeah. And, uh, and I thought that made me a man. And so, uh, but then after, after my divorce, um, I really hit a, a place where I needed to find truth. I was just thirsty for truth. Like I needed to know, I was like, what is truth? What is a man? Why? Like, I just didn't know. I didn't know. And so, yeah. You know, so where did you guys, turn to? What did I, t- I first turned to, uh, well, it was, it was, uh, Joe Rogan and the uh, bad Christian podcast. The bad yeah. Christian podcast was kind of like my last thread to, uh, to Christianity. Okay. So I would listen to, uh, those guys. Yeah. And, uh, and I got to go to a live podcast up in Grand Rapids and I asked a really, really dumb question. I tried to make a joke. And uh, I embarrassed myself yeah. in front of like my heroes because it's the guys from Emory. Okay. And, uh, and uh, they actually cut the question from the podcast because it was so bad and Ooh. so poorly timed. I mean, it was I was high as shit when I went. So yeah, <laughs> like, it just was awful. <laughs> <laughs> was that was it being cut? Like, is that something you look back at now and realize, or was that the moment? Is that like a aha moment for you? Or no, no, no. It was just it was just it was. Uh, it was like a funny thing that happened. Like, cause I went and listened to the, the podcast after they sure. aired it and, and they had chopped that out. Right. They had chopped other people's too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it just was funny. It made me laugh. And, uh, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so the, they kind of, you know, I found, I found those guys and then through Joe Rogan, um, I, I found that, uh, all the people he had on that were, you know, atheists and Sam Harris and those guys, none of them had like a good enough answer to, for like the, the whole, there is no God thing. It just, yeah. I don't know, something they didn't have, I don't know. There's like a, there's like a special quality to truth, um, that you just know it when you hear it. Okay. I, I don't I know what you, I mean, I kind of know what you mean, but yeah, but you know, you know, you know, when someone's telling you the truth or not. And I just, I never got, uh, I never got a good enough answer. Sure. Uh, so, and I didn't get a good enough answer from bad Christian either. Yeah. Uh, and then I, and bad Christian was by Emory. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. The guys from Emory, uh, and one of their, one of their friends. Um, I've never listened to that one. I think Tony has sent it to, to me to check out or something at some point in time. It's a pretty good podcast. I've never Uh, listened to it. I like it. Yeah. Well, I used I used to like it. I don't really listen listen to it a lot anymore. Yeah. Do uh, you listen to podcasts at all now? Yeah, I listen to a lot. Okay. A lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so through through Joe my Joe Rogan phase, mm-hmm. uh, I found uh, Jordan Peterson. Yep. And a lot of uh, his you know Twelve Rules for Life. Yep. Um, Great book. And he's got a lot of truth. He's got a lot of truth. Yeah. Um, I really liked his book. I read it couple summers yeah. ago 
Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a good book. Yeah, um, I need to read it, it again. I listened to it on audio while I was like yeah. doing stuff in the yard, and it's hard to like. It's such a deep book. It's hard to like really take in everything he says the first time, yeah. especially yeah. listening to it and doing yeah. other things at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but the, it, I found a lot of power and you know and and truth in the stories we tell. I you know uh, growing up in the church, we you there was always pastors that would dissect you know Hollywood movies and how it was like uh, Christianity or how it was like Jesus and the the stories and the hero arc and hero's journey and all that kind of stuff and it's mm-hmm. all connected um but through jordan peterson um i kind of learned a little bit what it is to be a man you know stand up straight with your shoulders back yeah uh that, that was i i literally did that and it changed my it changed my perspective mm-hmm. i mean it's a huge a huge deal from going from uh slouched over with your shoulders forward of sadness like always being sad and burdened and guilty and yeah. Uh, standing up, you know, shoulders back is a huge, it's a huge physical change and it results in a huge mental change. At least it did for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, but I never found uh, his answers. Uh, you know, when he's asked about God, he acts like it's the first time he's ever thought about it and he's thinking real hard. And, um, and I don't know. I just got a weird, a weird vibe from the guy after a while, especially after okay. he, he went on Rogan and said that he didn't eat for like 25 days straight. And I'm like, or didn't, sorry, didn't sleep for 25 days straight. Yeah. I'm like, that's bullshit. Why are you lying? Why would you lie about this? You know, mm-hmm. you, you would be dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so that kind of, I don't know. So, uh, but he didn't, when it came to God, uh, I still felt like it wasn't the right answer. Sure. Um, and the answer I was looking for is, uh, I just want to know what is and like what truth is, what is, what is reality. And, uh, I came to some other, some other guys, um, and, and then reading on my own and thinking on my own. Is this like friends of yours like now or? No, no, no. Uh, talking it is about, conversations like... I've had with friends, but, yeah. um. I didn't know if you were talking about like. You'd, you said something about, like, other people or whatever. I didn't yeah, know if those yeah, were, like... Yeah, yeah, uh, So the guys I've been listening to a lot recently are, um... They're, they're both blackballed uh, from any mainstream media. Uh, yeah. But I listen to a lot of... Uh, I listen to a lot of Owen Benjamin and, okay. uh, and Vox Day. And uh, and then there's a this pastor on YouTube named Jesse Lee Peterson. Okay. Uh, and a lot I've of... I've heard of Owen Benjamin, but that's the only one. Yeah, so the Jesse Lee Peterson one, uh, he is, the questions he asks are, I don't know, it's very interesting, and his yeah. follow-up questions and getting people to answer directly, uh, it's very interesting, and his uh, his stance on what masculinity is um, sure. made me question a lot of things, and uh, same thing with Owen Benjamin and his stance on masculinity, and uh and questioning things and not being afraid to really question anything. Yeah. Um, so throughout your question, con- those guys have very controversial views. You know? Yeah. It's going to be people that are be like, dude, that guy that you had on your show, he's, <laughs> he's a white supremacist, man. Like <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. But yeah, what, so the, the, what are some of the, I hear a lot of truth in there. Yeah. Was this like a, uh, for you, did you start just like adding little chunks to like, like yourself, like as you 
found truths that you believed? Yeah. Um, or was it like an aha moment? You know what I mean? Was this uh, a gradual a process it's a, or? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a process, but it was a series of aha moments. Like, ah, oh, this is true. Mm. Like even, uh, and hearing this, uh, outside of, of the Bible where it's like, uh, you know, a wise man, uh, when, when someone criticizes the wise man, like he, he likes it, he accepts it, he finds joy in that. And the foolish man, you know, rejects it and runs yeah. from it. And, uh, you know, the, the, who was it that said, uh, a man has as many, I think it's Augustine said, uh, a man has as many masters as he has vices. Mm. Uh, and that was a huge moment. Um, stopping watching pornography was a huge, yeah. huge moment. That was a, uh, realizing that it is a form of, of control that you can, that passions, your passions can be utilized to get you to think a certain way or vote a certain yeah. way or, uh, culturally allow certain things. Um, stopping watching porn was huge. That yeah. was a, a direct reason why I thought that, you know, real men fucked a lot of women, sure. you know? Uh, it's why I view at that, like throughout my twenties, every woman I saw, I viewed like, how was I yeah. immediately came to the forefront? Like, uh, just, I don't, how would I fuck this girl? Or I bet I could sure. get her to fuck me. Like, do you feel like that was a uh, catalyst to like your marriage and it's oh, like yeah. eventual downfall then as well? Yeah, that definitely played a role as well. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, it a hundred percent did. Uh, but stopping watching porn was like. I was wearing, you know, uh, eye patches on both both my eyes. I was completely blind. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's you can't explain it um, without doing it, I guess. But sure. Like exactly what happens, but it's so it's pretty astronomical. You know, I don't even want to do it anymore. Yeah. Well, that's it's, awesome. There's uh, just realizing how, that it is being used as control. There's a reason why it's free. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and then the, the women and men that are involved, are, a lot of them are sex trafficked. Yeah. Uh, and then on the main pages, what really snapped me out of it was like when they started putting up the uh, the incest stuff. Yeah. Like the stepbrother, stepsister, and mm-hmm. that's going to lead to, I bet you, I guarantee you, the next step is, uh, is, is you know, mom and dad or brother and sister, not stepsister and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. just seeing that and where that's all headed and, and the, it's all aimed to destroy the family. Yeah. And, uh, and it sounds like families, uh, you know, I'm not trying to get like, you know, conspiracy theory or weird or no. anything like that, but it, I'm just saying what, that was a huge impact on me and yeah. learning who I am now, uh, and knowing that I am a man and that a man, you know, loves, has a strength to love one woman, you know, a man, uh, lets his yes be yes and his no be no. He has integrity. He has goals. Yeah. Uh, he has courage, but he also has kindness, you know? Uh, yeah. I look at I look at my grandpa Griffey, um, and he was definitely a man. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It just it's uh, it feels good. Well, it good. Feels good. And I I mean, I've noticed a definite just in you know the couple times I've seen you in the last couple of years. Um, I feel like there is a confidence to you that seems to be different than before, mm-hmm. um, and which is interesting because you kind of mentioned that at the beginning just about the go with the flow type of thing. And yeah. I think it's very much still part of who you are, but, um, sure. you know, I just noticed a little more confidence and whatnot. 
you've mentioned family quite a bit and I know I dude and and I if it sounds like um you know your divorce really had an impact on you and and kind of shook you up and woke you up to kind of the man you want to be um and you I know you've met someone now yes. and and you you guys seem to be very happy and have a great from what I've heard you guys have a great relationship. We do. And we do. she's uh, amazing. Is has like some of the changes that you've made in your life have you noticed how like she came in at those point in times or like how did you guys meet when did you guys meet? Oh, absolutely. Um she definitely uh she's been there like every step of the way from the, Yeah. um for me, like just questioning everything, not knowing who I was at all, sure. really hating myself. Yeah. Um, we met at, we met at work. Um, and man, uh, she's just been, she's been very patient and understanding and kind. And yeah. I've only told her the truth, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and any and foundation, so she, knows, she knows everything. She any, knows, yeah. she knows the details of yeah. everything. And, uh, well, in any and, new relationship and when you, when you're yeah. for, forming those foundational moments, I mean, if you don't build it on truth, then what are you building? You know, exactly. And, yeah, and yeah. what's the point? Exactly. If you um, don't, if you can't, uh, say the truth to each other, yeah. um, what are you doing together? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you have to say hard truths, you know, yeah. I had to, I had to yep. tell her, um, that I cheated on my wife multiple times Yeah. and, uh, and she, you know, was able to accept that. And then later I had to tell her more details and that's yeah. been really difficult for her. And she's, she's overcoming it and struggling with it. And it just, it really sucks that my poor decisions in the past are still affecting negatively a woman I love. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, we're going to, obviously we're going to work through that. And, yeah. Um, well, and we, we was really used in, amazing. she's incredible. That's awesome. We always use the example in youth ministry, you know, it's or in, in the Christian world was it's the the baggage, you know. Yeah. yeah. You're bringing baggage and it's a really it's honestly it's a really true and and great analogy. I mean, we all carry it along with us, you know, wherever we go and you you carry this bag along with you and yeah. of the of it's your past and you can let go of that baggage, man. You don't have to yeah. carry it. You can leave it. You can leave it behind. Yeah. For me, for me, being able to let go of that baggage, uh, forgiving, uh, forgiving my parents, forgiving my dad, and forgiving my mom, sure, uh, was huge. I think it's maybe different. What we're thinking of different things, I guess, but because oh, I mean, okay. we're still talking about it, right? You've yeah, maybe let yeah. it go, but we're still talking about it. It hasn't yeah, gone that's away, true. That's true. so yeah. uh, it's still it's there. there then you can still smell the stink. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and <laughs> and those types of things. I mean, I think it takes time, but. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously like there is, you know, a, a forgiveness and there is some like redemption and that's something that I think is really, um, something that I've been thinking a lot about lately and, and just more in societal, not really self selfishly or not even like internally, like looking at myself, but, of uh, how do I feel like today's society we've turned towards like just kind of pushing people away well they did this one thing and they're now they're like marked you know like now they can't be redeemed apologize apologize yeah or and like even some of it's like the apologies doesn't matter anymore it's like it's too late they already did it and all this stuff um 
but what does it look like to really have like true redemption, you know, and like to, um, what does it look like to be, to make a mistake and then be brought back into society? Like you can, you, you change. I'm not the same person I was in college, you know, I made some, I made, I've made terrible decisions in my life. I've made some choices that I, I were terrible, you know, uh, throughout my entire life, but I'm a different person now. I'm, I'm not that same person. And, um, and I think that we're all very similar in that, those ways, you know, yeah. I mean, not everybody's the same, obviously, but, uh, you know, there is, there has to be a way to like forgive and move on. And it doesn't yeah. mean you forget. doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Right. just means that we've dealt with it and we, yeah. ha- and, yeah. and, um, so. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the only constant is change and, uh, you know, people are always going to continue to grow yeah. or, or regress. Yeah. Um, but they're going to, they're going to change. Um, and as far as, you know, what is it, you know, what does that look like? Um, you know, I think it, I think when the Bible says you will know them by their fruit, yeah. I think you will be able to tell by what people's lives produce. What yeah. Kind of, uh, whether or not they make good changes or bad changes. I think, mm-hmm. I think your life's fruit, uh, is reflective of, I guess your inner struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, and and for me, some of that is, I mean, to go right along with this, that's in some ways what this crazy face, Uno is, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, what this podcast and kind of what this thing I'm doing kind of is, you know, it's like looking at myself and being like, man, this was really important to me at one time. It still is important to me, but why am I not motivated to do it? Right. Um, what's that look like? What does that mean? Uh, my fruits aren't, doing good and making a difference you know they weren't before and you know yeah just because i'm working in special education doesn't mean that that's a fruit of my labor you know or something that yeah i think i think a lot of it has to do with uh people are trying to change the world by going outside of themselves too much instead of uh changing themselves and then taking care of their family yeah i think the way to bring about the most positive change in the world is to this might this will be controversial to here some we go. people. Is here we to go. Hit us with have, it. <laughs> have children. Okay. And raise a good family. Uh, sure. I th- and the, I think uh, I think you know the father has to be in the home. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge a huge reason why society is so sick as uh, a lack of fatherhood and a lack of fathers uh, failed fathers sure. uh, or absent fathers. I think that is a huge, huge, huge deal that yeah. um, is not. Well, it, you'd be crazy if you didn't think it played a part. You know, I mean, exactly. I, I can't say that yeah. I think it's the. I think that everything you said is has some truth. I think there's components to to that for sure. I, I don't know yeah. if that if I personally yeah, I, believe I, that that's yeah, the I, the one thing, but um, yeah, I think I, it I definitely plays it's a. The, it's not the. It's not the only thing. But yeah. I, would say, I think it's the biggest thing. I. Uh, I. You could be right. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know, but that feels, uh, it seems so obvious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think, uh, I think to make the world a better place, <laughs> take a look at yourself and make a change. Yeah. It's, it's Thanks, Michael truth. Jackson. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. It's the yeah, truth. no, it's, it really it's, is. It's inward. Uh, before, and this is something Jordan Peterson said that I thought was right, is uh, before you can like change 
the world and go outside and tell other people yeah. they need to change the world. And you're outside, you know, picketing and doing all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. Uh, if you can't make your own bed yeah. in the morning, mm-hmm. like what are you doing telling anyone else what to do? Yeah. So, uh, I really, I really do think that the family is important and, uh, and that that is something that is good for men to put their passions towards and energy towards is raising a good family, not, not being, uh, you know, upset that you're, uh, not trying to avoid your family all the time. Like those eighties sitcoms and how modern sitcoms do it too. Like, you know, the dad's like incompetent and he's always trying to avoid his family and, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like what? What better thing? I can't think of anything better. Yeah. So. So when are you gonna have a family there, D Rock? Hopefully soon, man. Cool, man. I, you know, I don't know when, but yeah. Uh, but I do hope that's within the next couple of years for sure. Yeah. You know, we've Amy and I have talked about it, and it's something that we do want. And, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get there, but I do, and if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. You know, yeah. I still I still believe that that. Uh, the best way to make the world a better place is, is through a family. Sure. Um, whether or not I have one of my own, you know, yeah. that's, I hope God blesses me with that. Yeah. I hope that I have not uh, ruined my life too much, you know, through bad choices that, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't get that. So, yeah. Well, um, I hope that you are able to have that as well. Um, yeah. If that's something that you, you desire. What, where, where would you say you're at now? I mean, um, you you like your job or you've got a job you're enjoying it you're doing yeah. doing some fun stuff with that right yeah so uh yeah i work uh, work for a company in Elkhart, and i get to i make 3d models of dyes and uh work on a cnc machine and cool um and it's a new product for the company and there's a lot of a lot of room for growth yeah um, i'm basically a department under myself which is pretty cool awesome. uh, and then i also deliver pizzas on, on, for a local yeah. uh, local pizza place to pay off my debt, man. Yeah, that's, and that's one that's of your reason I don't, you know, why we're holding off on children and all that kind of stuff sure. is because uh, is because I've got debt. I've got so much debt, man. Yeah, I <laughs> I get it. I mean, I'm so. I get it. That's cool. Uh, and I know you had said I think in our one of our conversations all together um, that you know like the even delivering pizzas or whatever like your buddies with the the guy that owns it and so mm-hmm. you know it doesn't even feel yeah, like it feels like you're doing awesome something yeah which yeah. i mean adds a whole nother element i think the people you work with is almost more important than the job sometimes yeah um, yeah i uh, agree i agree and and uh, the guy that that uh, owns the pizza company i work for he's just a few years older than me but uh man he it's i love having conversations with him too i'm finding there's more and more people uh, willing to have like hard, like difficult, uh, difficult conversations where yeah. nothing is off limits and where we kind of understand things on a similar level. Yeah. And he's one of those guys. I mean, we'll, we'll spend, we get together every Friday, uh, or almost every Friday. And, uh, if the conversation's going really well, we'll go, we'll, once that bar closes, we'll go to another one. And we just yeah. talk for hours, yeah. hours, you know, we'll, we'll have six, eight hour conversations in a blink of an eye. It's, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I know. Me too. That's what I miss most about us all together. I mean, obviously we got lots of talk time in that we a couple weekends ago, but, um, which I loved, I know. Uh, and Sam and I were kind of talking about that and, um, you know, that's like my jam. So I'm the same way. Like I could, I like hearing people's stories and obviously 
this podcast has been an outlet for me for that. Just, man, great time to be intentional and and to to dive deep and to go into conversations and whatever. But, um, for sure, dude, I really, really appreciate you coming on, being vulnerable and kind of talking about some of the, you know, things and moments in your life. I know that maybe the most proud moments, but they're part of who you are and they've made you part of the, the man that you are today. And I'm a better man for knowing you. Um, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot. Yeah. So thank you for our conversations, whether I agree with you or disagree with you, it doesn't (laughs) matter. Right. Like I, it really doesn't. And, and uh, even conversations that we've had and, you know, we didn't, we touched on, you know, a few of those, but even conversations we had over the weekend that I was like, man, I do not agree with you at all, but it's made me think, and I'm still thinking about things, you know? And I think that those are, that's, what's important about talking with people, um, you know, it's, it's funny because I've talked about before on this podcast of we have to talk to people that we don't agree with, that we, mm-hmm. you know, that we're not on the same page. There are things yeah. that we are, you and I, yeah. um, you know, we're not if completely you different. Have a, have a conversation where we, we're talking about something we don't agree on, I'm definitely down yeah. to, to have that. I know. And I think so. it's important because it, it just, it's important to have those conversations because then we understand each other better. And, right. and exactly. again, to be able to stand up walk away and go, I love you. Yes. And it doesn't change how I think of you as an individual, as a human, as yes. a person. Um, and, and we go on with our life and we can have a good time and still we're not mad at each other. We're not, you know, it's just, all right, we had that no, conversation. It's just, cool. It's just how, I mean, that's how it used to be. Yeah. It's just, it's how it used to be. Yeah. And uh, I think that's how it should be. I think I it's agree. a good place to be. I agree. So, so, uh, but yeah, thanks. Thank you, man. Yeah. Is there any other stories you want to tell? We've got about nine, eight and a half minutes before I got to cut us off. Um, Otherwise, we'll I, wrap it up. Anything I could, you know, fit in within that, uh, yeah. within that time frame. But I know. Thanks for having me on, man. I Absolutely. Really I love you, yeah. Derek. I really I appreciate you, you coming on. And uh, again, thanks for being vulnerable and, and sharing your story with us. Really appreciate that. No, no problem, man. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Like I say... Do good, make a difference, um, help people out around you. Appreciate you all. Peace.